Good morning and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Monday, October 11th, a nice 70 degree day in Chicago. The city is alive today. We had the marathon yesterday. The Bears won a big one in Las Vegas. The Sox won last night. We're feeling good in Chicago. I'm feeling good. I'm going solo this morning for a quicker show, but we've got some great content. I'm excited. Uh, we're going to start with our market update, looking at the IC board. We're going to do a quick segment on some daily drops and a, a really fun one from yesterday. We're going to go to one of Wonderland and cover Alpha Centauri Kids record-setting weekend. We're going to talk about some bleeding blue chip PFP projects. Question if Art Blocks has finally bottomed or not. And then end with uh, some tools and tips looking at Dune Analytics and their dashboards. So that'll be our show. Uh, before we begin, a word from our sponsor, IC.Tools. As a beginner in NFTs, it can be very difficult to know where to start looking. There are millions of NFTs out there in literally an open sea of JPEGs. I know I was overwhelmed at first and didn't know where to start. This is where IC.Tools comes in. IC.Tools is essentially an NFT data aggregator that pulls data across NFT marketplace activity and produces visualizations and analytic dashboards in a very user-friendly format to help its users gain an understanding of what to be watching and paying attention to on any given day. Their primary features are trending, discovery, and watch. Trending is where you can see which projects have the highest sales volume in intervals as short as the past 15 minutes, the daily, or even a three-day view. You can quickly see where the money is flowing at any given time. I use this information to see both the macro views of which projects are dominating the market and the micro view to see which projects are catching steam on the hourly to see if I want to jump in or not. I typically have this tab open all day, every day when I'm trading. Discovery is a similar view as trending, but related to projects that are actively minting. So in the very initial sales phase on primary before they get to the secondary markets. As folks may know, a lot of NFT projects do stealth drops that aren't advertised. This dashboard allows you to find those projects that are minting and how fast they're minting and who's buying them that, may not have, that you may not have known about. That's how I use this information. So I use this information to find those new projects that weren't on my drop list or my radar and then use the minting volume tractor to see how much traction they're getting and, and who's buying and see if I wanna follow. And lastly, their watch feature, which may be the most powerful feature in the product. This is where you can track wallets like whales or the sharpest traders to see what they're buying and selling. You can also follow a curated list of projects that you can select. I use this information arguably the most in my day-to-day -day tracking to inform a majority of my trade decisions. Understanding what the sharps are doing is integral to success in NFT trading and curated project tracking allows you to filter out the noise and just follow the projects that you care about. So go over to ic.tools to check it out and start finding your own NFT alpha. They have a free version, which provides the trending and discovery info, and then the premium version at 0.03 ETH per month, which unlocks the watch feature. All right, well, that is a word from our sponsor. Let's jump into our show for today. Let's start with the market update. I'm gonna pull up our IC Tools dashboard here, the trending view from the last three days, not a surprise, Mechaverse tops the board. They have traded over 7,300 ETH in the past three days, 
I took a look since their mint. They've traded over 20,000 ETH pre-reveal. So we haven't even seen what these look like in the collection yet. They've traded 20,000 ETH. That's $70 million. The floor went as high as eight yesterday. It's since retraced a little bit. It was seven. I think it's down to about 6.5 or so here this morning. Megaverse staying strong. I have to admit, I was wrong. I got to eat my hat a little bit on this one. Uh, on Friday's show, I said essentially that those buying at seven or eight uh, right off the gun on Thursday night were you know, acting fairly egregiously, but I'm wrong. The, the floor came back. We'll see. This, we're still very short-term. We're pre-reveal. I mean, we've never seen a run like this in a project pre-reveal. Um, so we're definitely in uncharted territory right now. I think there's really only one of two ways this is going to go. It's either going to crash back to more reasonable uh, floor prices tied to align with other projects, or it's just going to continue skyrocketing. I don't think there's any world where it just kind of stays in this six to seven view post reveal, but I've been wrong. I'm not going to predict it. Um, good on those folks who were able to mint this one. It's been incredibly profitable. That is, that is a fact and can't be disputed. All right, number two on the board, Mutant Cats. Absolutely surging. We see the they've, they've done over 2,600 ETH or so in the last three days. The floor's gotten to 1.4. This just minted last week. Um, it's just been steadily rising. I think the, the reason for the rise here is their staking functionality. So let's, let's head over to their Twitter page. Uh, they've got a few highlights where they, they're talking about some of their, their staking and the volume that we're seeing. So as of about two hours ago, they've already gotten 40% of the mutant cats staked and only 4.5% are listed for sale on OpenSea. So we, we've talked a little bit about that volume of supply that's listed for sale. Um, typically anything below 10% is in really strong territory. And that's where you can really start to see those surges if uh, in the FOMO waves, people start buying in. And I think that's what we've seen a bit. So as the supply gets locked up and staked, lower supply, people are buying and it goes up much faster. Um, so why are, why are people staking these mutant cats? Um, <clears throat> well, you can earn the fish token. So what the mutant cats product is doing is they are fractionalizing cool cats. Um, cool cats, we've talked about quite a bit on the show, arguably the number three blue chip PFP. The floor surged as high as 14. It, it's since retraced a bit uh, around 10 or 11 or so as we speak. Uh, the mutant cats team has been using portions of their secondary sales uh, and primary as well uh, to purchase these cool cats off the floor on the secondary market. And then any of the mutant cat holders who stake their mutant cats uh, receive, I believe, 10 fish tokens per day. Fish is currently valued at $12 a token, I think I saw this morning. So $120 a day um, passive income. So this is what's driving it. it it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with all of these staking projects. I think that's a good seg to the, the next one on the board with Bamboozlers. So Bamboozlers was a stealth drop 
I want to say Saturday night um, was not really advertised. I believe Mev Collector, one of the you know the biggest traders, he got in on the mint. They ran up to three ETH right off the gun, right after mint out. Um, then some FUD came out, uh, essentially talking about how bamboozlers, you know, copycatted anonymize, essentially forked the code. There's a bit of controversy around it right now and kind of what the true story is. If, if, if they really are just a copy or, you know, if they actually pay tribute to the anonymized creators and some of their source code. Um, but the, it's, it's definitely come back down a bit. Three was certainly high. The problem is this is certainly a, a new trend of NFT PFP product that we're seeing with this whole promise of passive income. <clears throat> we saw a big news this weekend with the Turtle Dow project, which is similar um, in, in theory. It was going to be a passive income product. OpenSea kicked it off the market um, for violating their, their terms, uh, essentially saying it, it was too much like a securities type of uh, financial instrument. Uh, apparently, the Turtle Dow team was, had a lot of language uh, explicitly promising returns, which is a no-no. Um, and they were since kicked off. It led to a little bit of panic uh, in, in these passive income projects as folks wondered if other similar passive income products were going to be also kicked off. I don't believe we've seen any additional ones kicked off. Essentially, it's really murky and it's a fine line right now, kind of what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do. Um, certainly promising yield, speculating on token value is a no-no. That's why you'll, you'll see it pretty common in these products to say like one fish equals one fish. Uh, it's not equal to $12. You won't see the mutant cat team, you know, touting the, the value of their token. Uh, it's very much meant, you know, to be used within the project's ecosystem. But of course, people are seeing, you know, a bigger picture than that and, and they're acting on it. Um, ultimately, we're still really early in all this. It feels a little bit dangerous right now. I would advise newcomers to the NFT market to be really careful uh, playing these passive income or staking projects. Do your due diligence. Certainly don't be risking ETH that you're not comfortable losing um, because certainly all these could, could go to zero. But I will say there's also a difference in the utility tied to a token across these different projects, right? I can't really speak to the bamboozlers. I didn't go deep into that project, but mutant cats, I can see a, a little bit more true utility here. So what they've done is they're, they're fractionalizing cool cats. Cool cats have real market demand. They have a known market value right now and in a somewhat liquid market. You can see that you can just do the math, X number of tokens across these cool cats should equal this. And then you can see if you feel like fish is valued appropriately or not. Um, this is similar in some ways to, you know, the original passive income product being the CyberKongs and their banana token. We, we covered this in depth on, on Friday show, so I won't revisit it. Um, I spent a good amount of time thinking about mutant cats this morning. I think the, the primary question when looking at a project that's fractionalizing others is, why would a buyer buy this NFT versus just going out to fractional.art and just buying their own fractional shares? 
uh, and essentially cutting out the middleman. But, you know, I think the, the answer to that is when you buy the NFT, like mutant cats, you get the community and you also get a double dip. You get that underlying NFT, the mutant cat in this example, which can also go up, um, you know, besides just your fractional shares. So I think that's the argument to be made. The, the market's liking these mutant cats. It'll be interesting to see where they go. Um, I'm not a buyer right now, but I'm, I'm certainly not against it. I, I like what I've seen out of them so far. All right, let's, let's transition off of passive income for a bit. Art Blocks, fourth on the board. It's nice to see them back. Um, we had some big sales over the weekend. So the headline is the Eternal Pump, the Dimitri Cherniak project. It's the only 50 supply. Uh, one sold for 450 ETH over the weekend. Additionally, in Dimitri World, we saw three ringer sales at 99, 100, and 150. So those definitely made up a, a big portion of the 2,500 ETH volume that we saw. But we also saw some floor pickups uh, across the board. And I'll cover the art blocks for in, in a bit more detail. But I feel like we're starting to see some interest perk back up uh, in buying some of the art blocks, especially in the curated section. Uh, rounding out some of the, the top movers in the market, we've got the Mutant Ape Yacht Club. So they ran big on Friday after the, or Thursday, really into the weekend, after the Board Ape Yacht Club token announcement. Essentially, the BAYC team released a nice update, said they're being very thoughtful about releasing their token. They want to do it the right way, you know, with legal counsel and all that. Um, we saw a bit of a surge in BAYC and then the mutants as well, as the mutants are a much uh, lower entry price into that ecosystem. And we've since seen that mutant floor raise to about four ETH. Um, then last, I'm going to cover the Treeverse. So Treeverse had one of the best weekends on the board. They had several announcements. Um, they were in a Forbes article. They had a $25 million valuation. Um, they since ran up to about a three ETH floor. Um, for those that have been tracking the trees, uh, they were down around 0 0.5, 0 0.6 or so just uh, a week or two ago um, and have run up quite a bit. This is one of those metaverse plays. Again, it's tough to predict which of the metaverse NFTs are really going to be the ultimate winner, but this may not be zero sum. We could see several winners. Um, <clears throat> Treeverse the team behind them is clearly building and acting. Um, so I think all the Treeverse holders can feel pretty good about where they're at right now. All right, well, that takes us through our market update. I wanna do just a quick segment on daily drops. Uh, we tweeted out the daily drops here this morning from our Twitter account. Ultimately, it looks like they're slowing down a bit, uh, at least on Ethereum new projects. Really nothing notable on my radar. Uh, for today or the next few days. I will say we've had a lot more on Solana. Uh, I've had to separate our daily drop uh, updates into different tweets as the Solana ones have just been so lengthy. We've seen dozens of drops per day. So clearly they're picking up. You know, we did a segment on Friday on how to be careful uh, trading on Solana and, and using a blank wallet for doing that. So if you're looking at Solana products, be careful, but there's definitely some, some cool things going on on that blockchain as well. Um, in other news, there was going to be an AV and Art Blocks curated drop. 
uh, for today, I believe it got canceled by the artist. So there is no curated drop scheduled for this week. And I don't know that there's even one scheduled for next week yet. Um, we do have a large, a big factory drop coming the 19th. So next Tuesday it's from Hideo, the artist behind Dino Pals, uh, which is a cult favorite VVD. Vince Van Doe had a, a big part uh, in, in driving that one up. He's releasing a 256 supply product next Tuesday. So we'll certainly be watching that one. I do want to cover a, a fun drop from yesterday called Eponym by Art AI. Um, I found about this yesterday afternoon from a few of the guys in my chat who were watching it. And then I saw several of the, the big names in uh, NFT Twitter jumped in with, with DZ, uh, Zeneca was talking about this quite a bit as well. So essentially what this is, is an AI art generating algorithm, which is word-based. So you could enter a word or a phrase and the algorithm would generate uh, digital art for you. And uh, then you could choose to mint it or not, or just continue generating until you found one that you liked. Um, <clears throat> From I didn't actually participate in this one, but from the folks I've seen talk about it, it seemed really fun. Everyone enjoyed the minting process, which is you know a nice nice break refresher just from our standard cookie cutter 10k cartoon character PFPs that we see day in day out. Um, so certainly an interesting drop here, and we're showing their OS page right now. You can see some of the different examples. Um, you know, it, it's pretty interesting how the art is correlated to the words and phrases in some of these examples, um, certainly some more so than others. And of course, everything is up to the, you know, the end user's interpretation. We saw the, the market respond well at the beginning to this. It, it ended up running up to about 0.23 ETH floor. Uh, it's since retraced a bit. You know, I, I think this is a cool idea, certainly. <clears throat> I'm a bear on AI generated art right now for the primary reason is that I don't really see the, the barrier to entry. We're seeing more and more of these AI generating uh, art algorithms and projects coming out. And additionally, I don't really see the, you know, a supply cap, right? Like if an AI can generate this art, why can't it just generate art all day, every day? Um, so I'm not a buyer. I'd say be careful for those who are looking to invest or trade in, in this project. But if you're looking to buy something that you like and just from a collection, from a collector standpoint, well, by all means go in. Um, but certainly uh, kudos to those who got in and, and had fun in this minting process. All right, so that rounds out our daily drops. Let's talk about one of Wonderland. The headline from this weekend Alpha Centauri Kid, ACK, he's one of my favorite digital artists. I've been following him for a while. I have a few of his pieces. This weekend, he released his super rare Genesis piece. So Genesis here, meaning his first artwork on this platform uh, being super rare, which has uh, come to be known as you know the elite and ultimate site for, for digital art from a lot of collector's standpoints. The piece is called Control-Alt-Generate. Here, we're showing it on the page. You can see it's got animation, um, <clears throat> a lot of allusions to art blocks. You can see the ringers. Uh, 
I believe that's an archetype cube and you can see the, the golden goose coming out here uh, as well. There's music in the piece. The, the keyboard lights up in tune with the music. This is his third piece in a three-part series. So he had two editions. Um, part one is called Last Orders. It was a collaboration with X Copy. Really cool piece, edition of 27. So there was 27 versions of it. Part two in the series was called Right Click Print, a unique edition of 15. Again, here you can see the, the meme in these titles, right? It's against the, the right click save, which is the number one argument against NFTs uh, you know, by the public. I can just right click save these images. Why would I ever buy them? The, the second, he, ACK goes out and names his second part here, right click print, you know, as an allusion to that. And then takes it one step further here in part three, control alt generate. Uh, it's a one of one. So only one collector would be able to have the entire set. Um, that winner is Punk6529, who paid 165 ETH for this over the weekend. Take a look at the bidding history. It is absolutely a who's who of the, the biggest players uh, in the one of one space right now with Starry Night outbidding Cosmo de Medici. 6529, then outbidding Starry Night to win the piece. Um, this was the all time high record for any artist's Genesis piece on Super Rare. So ACK now holds the, the record for the sale. So congrats to him. But guess what? He was not done for the weekend. Um, I'm going to pull up this tweet from October 9th. He talks about this new piece that he's going to drop. It's called Till Death, Do Us Part. I'm just going to read what he said. So this piece of art will be ever-changing as long as I'm alive. It will only be truly finished the day that I die. As the scene grows, I will update the metadata to the current stage of the build. This is phase zero. So essentially what ACK is promising here is he's going to continue building on this piece forever as long as he's alive. So it's a fairly blank piece right now. You know, we see a floor, a table uh, with a glass of wine on it. Um, but just that promise of what he's going to build commanded a lot of attention from one buyer, Starry Night, who paid 200 ETH. Snap bought this piece uh, within hours of ACK dropping it and announcing it. Uh, it was picked up on OpenSea. Um, ACK just, just changing the game. We haven't seen anything like this, at least that I'm aware of, in the digital art space. Uh, he is absolutely innovating. It's just really cool to be able to watch this all play out in real time before our eyes, especially for those who have been following ACK and may own some of his other editions. Um, so really happy for him. Of course, Starry Night, you know, kudos to them on what could become one of the most elite pieces in visual art space. So that's ACK's news. Let's continue. <laughs> Starry Night, that wasn't all that they did. I'm going to pull up their super rare page. Several marquee buys as their one-of-one -one land grab continues. Uh, I did some quick math this morning. They spent over 3,000 ETH just on super rare pieces, and they've done this in like the last two weeks. Um, so it is an aggressive pace. These guys have unlimited ETH it seems. Um, but a few highlights from their buying spree. They bought Secure Diner for 
from Cerulite for 86 ETH over the weekend. That was Cerulite's new all-time high. Uh, they bought this Rhapsody in Blue piece from Daniel Liang for 28 ETH. Burning Hearts from Otherworld for 28. Let's see here. Um, a few other new artists that they picked up. Dan Guiz, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm botching that. They bought Carnival Plaza from that artist for 34 ETH. And then from MBSJQ, City Lights for 15 ETH. Um, first time seeing a MBSJQ pop up uh, for Starry Night, which is cool to see, um, especially for some of those who uh, played in and bought some of those MBSJQ editions back uh, off Nifty Gateway earlier this spring. So Starry Night just dominating all the headlines in one-on-one world right now. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump into our next segment, blue chip PFPs. We're going to start with CryptoPunks. I'm not going to pull up the board. Not really much to talk about. I think we saw 20 or so sales over the weekend. The floor is staying steady, dipping a bit. It's right around 105 this morning. Uh, really only notable sales were two hoodie sales uh, on the board this weekend at 312 and 380 ETH. Um, <clears throat> the hoodie market is you know, basically an, an unobtainable space right now um, at, at these price points evaluations. Um, but other than that, most of the, most of the purchase activity was around the floor. Mebits, the other project, the little brother from Larva Labs, showing some signs of life. Uh, I think we saw about a dozen sales yesterday. The four had dipped into the threes. It's, it's back at four. It seems like they are on the rise a little bit. Um, I do want to uh, comment on one new project that I discovered in the Punks and Mebits Discord yesterday. It's called Botto. Um, the founders of the project were... were hyping in a bit in those discords essentially uh, the way it worked is anyone who held an art blocks and async art uh, b-a-y-c punks mebits super rare or foundation nft back in the june or july time frame uh, received an airdrop of the botto token uh, so looked into what botto was um, and right now i'm, I'm pulling up their website botto.com Essentially, it's, it's another AI artist project. Um, you can see here, I am Botto, a decentralized autonomous artist. So the way this project is going to work is an AI is going to generate 50 new pieces per week. The community will be allowed to vote on which of those 50 should go to SuperRare to be auctioned off. And then the community will receive um, distributions of the primary sale proceeds as well as the, any of the secondary sales as well. Um, to be able to vote and act in the governance council of this community, you need to have your Botto tokens staked, uh, which you can do on their site. Um, we saw a surge in the valuation of Botto yesterday evening after this was announced. I believe it ran up to about $1.65. Uh, per token or so. It's since retraced a bit. It was around 1.2 uh, this morning when I took a look. Um, again, certainly an interesting idea. I know a lot of folks from what I saw in the Discord are excited about it. Um, again, I'm, I'm a little bit of a bear when it comes to AI-generated art right now, uh, but this is definitely interesting. It's new. It is innovative. Um, so we'll see how the market responds and how the buying goes uh, on Super Rare. And if it turns out that there is a real 
market for this, you know, maybe um, Botto becomes a buy. Uh, I'm not a buyer just yet, but certainly will. it'll be on my radar. Rounding out uh, the PFPs here, Board Ape Yacht Club, they did go up on the token news and the dev announcement. Uh, they went over 40. It slowly dropped back down a bit. Uh, the floor sits at around 38 this morning. We have seen an uptick in sales, about 70 sales over the past three days. Some highlights from uh, Machi Big Brother. He had a 70 ETH and 110 ETH buy over the weekend. And of course, the mutants surged a bit, as I alluded to earlier. Cool Cats uh, have retraced a bit, staying steady. They went as high as about a 14 floor. We've since seen them come down closer to 10 or so, so slight retrace, but definitely holding firm, and the Mutant Cats are definitely playing a part uh, in helping to prop up that floor a bit. Um, and then I'm going to touch on the Cryptodes. Anyone who follows me knows I'm a big uh, Cryptodes lover. We've seen some real retracing since the last week, which certainly is natural, but if we take a look at the floor this morning. It's sitting right around 7. Uh, it had surged past 15 in that massive FOMO wave last weekend. It's come down about 50%. Um, you know, when I, when I wonder why, because I'm, I'm certainly, I'm a huge believer in this project and the overall ecosystem. I don't think we've seen anything like this to date in NFTs. It makes a little bit more sense if you try to put yourself in the, the seller's shoes a bit. So when I look at the board and the, the, the cheapest ones on the floor that are for sale, look at the cost basis. I see 0 0.8, 1, 0.5, 1.66. So all of these potential sellers are sitting on, you know, five to 10 X returns. And they very well may have tried to tighten the top in the last wave and realized they missed it and want to go ahead and take those profits. Certainly can't argue with someone doing that, um, especially for those who got in sub one, you know, take your profits. Um, it, it definitely makes sense. Um, but ultimately, it's, it's good for this project. It's good for the ecosystem. We, we want that cost basis average to go up. The higher it is, the more stable the floor is, at least in my perspective and, and how I view these markets. Um, it's at least one primary factor to watch um, just because folks who are, have 10 or 20x equity gains on paper are much more likely to sell and to crash the floor than those who you know, may have bought at five, six or seven who are more likely to hold. Um, but you know, I touched on, I'm bullish on this ecosystem. We've already seen six new projects tied to the crypto toads announced. So two are live, the Sox, which was the first one. Then we have the Chodes. Chodes revealed yesterday, definitely saw a bit of a buying spree on secondary after they revealed yesterday afternoon. Four new projects in the works. So there's the Crypto Flies, the Crypto Turts, there's the Creature Toads, and then there's an arcade game uh, that's also uh, loosely based on the Cryptodes. All of these projects will be, uh, first access will be given to the Cryptodes owners. Other than the Creature Toads, Creature Toads is actually both the Creature NFT owners as well as Cryptodes owners will have first access to mint those. Um, Essentially, there is a full ecosystem being built on this Cryptodes Foundation right now. It's got uh, an elite artist in Grimplin behind the project and a really fun community. I'm more bullish than ever. I'm continuing to try to buy. I'm going to continue to try to buy at these prices. Not investment advice, but if you're looking for a product to watch, uh, take a look at the Toads. 
All right, that, that rounds out our blue chip PFPs. Let's talk about art blocks. So I'm going to pull up the art blocks curated floor here for a minute. Uh, and I just want to slow down and, and talk about them and just try to answer the question, has art blocks hit our temporary bottom or not? Um, so for those who've been following the art blocks market, we saw peak mania in, at the end of August. Uh, I think the whole floor for curated ran above two ETH. Uh, we saw several projects reach double digit ETH floors uh, before since retracing. It's been a slow and steady decline here over the past four to six weeks, I'd say. I think the curated floor went all the way back down to one. It's since back up, as we can see, the whole floor is about 1.37 here this morning. Uh, you can see the, the products on the floor are 27-bit digital, the crypto blots, uh, a few aerial views, a few glitch crystal monsters on the floor there, um, and ultimately fairly thin to two. But I was kind of going around the board this morning and just taking a look at some of these floors um, for some of the notable projects. And I'll just read them off to some folks. So algorithms, current floor is at four ETH. It went as high as 10 about six weeks ago. Algobots, floor is four. That floor was previously 10. Apparitions is at three. Previously, it was as high as five, I think. Hyperhash, a 369 supply product, so a potential supply squeeze uh, set. The floor is around seven right now. It had gotten as high as 25 back in the peak mania. Nimbuds, supply of 400, it's sitting at 5.5 right now. The floor there was previously as high as 15 or so. Phase, uh, phase is sitting at six. It got as high as 23. I know because I absolutely top bought this project. Um, I, I bought my first phase at, at 23 ETH, and uh, in hindsight, certainly a bit of an overpay, but uh, I do like that project by Lauren Bender quite a bit. Um, a few other notable ones, Singularity sitting at 10, four high was at 25 previously, Subscapes at 23, down from 40, Fragments uh, of an Infinite Field, which we've covered on prior episodes of this show, the four sitting at nine, it ran as high as the mid 30s. So. Taking a look and just kind of digesting that information, we've seen a 50 to 70% drawdown um, in this market. Of course, it's, it's really hard to try to time the bottom. Uh, I think these prices are becoming more and more attractive, especially if you believe in this generative art movement, if you believe in art blocks. Um, I think the, you know, the bear case is PFP mania and more and more uh, the buying pool retail is going to be more attracted to PFP projects. They're easier to identify with, um, which I can absolutely empathize with and agree with. I mean, my cryptos are my, probably my favorite entities. And I, I love having them as my PFP on Twitter. I love looking at them probably more than a lot of my generative art. Um, so I can absolutely see how that new wave of buyers, and we'll look at the open sea data here in a minute, are going to first migrate to the PFP projects. Um, that being said, um, you know, I think the bull case for art blocks resurging is institutional money coming in. Um, you know, that's the buzzword, right? I think it's something that we're all waiting on. It was institutional money and the whale buyers, which really sparked 
the mania we saw in August, um, as well as just sellers rotating their proceeds right back into our blocks. Um, you know, I think a lot of folks feel like the institution wave is coming, but it hasn't come yet. Um, so we'll, we'll certainly see. Um, I think it's the market starting to look pretty attractive. Um, so take a look if you're interested in art blocks could be a good buying opportunity, but of course, do your own research. So those are our primary segments. I want to do a quick segment on tools and tips, uh, and then we'll go ahead and close out the show. So the tool I want to show today is Dune Analytics. So I think we've talked about Dune Analytics dashboards on the show before. Um, but if you go to dune.xyz uh, and go to their Discover tab, you can see all the different uh, NFT data visualization dashboards that are out there. Um, you can also search, uh, just search by like the product that you want to find, like OG penguins, cool cats, whatever it is. Most projects have some kind of a Dune Analytics dashboard out there. Certainly there's a spectrum of quality and typically the, the bigger name projects with more users and more dollars behind them have the better dashboards. but sometimes you can be surprised. Um, but one dashboard that I want to highlight today is just the general OpenSea dashboard. And I want to highlight uh, a few of these charts. So let's start in the top left of the OpenSea Dune page, OpenSea monthly volume. Um, so <clears throat> that now infamous August month, we saw 3.4 billion in trading on OpenSea. It was down in September. Well, guess what? October. 10 days in, 1.2, oh, this is, I said million, this is billions. Um, we're 1.2 billion so far in October, a third of the way through the month. So we were projecting to have an all-time high month on OpenSea if these trends continue. So certainly that's somewhat of a bullish sign. And if you look at the daily chart here, um, you know, if you zoom out and kind of look, draw the, the dotted line across uh, the average here, it sure looks like it's trending up. You know, we haven't matched those just peak mania days there in late August. But if you look at, you know, just the daily views from mid-July through now, we're definitely seeing an uptrend in that open sea volume. <clears throat> I also want to touch on users and active traders. So I think this is even a, a more bullish sign here for NFTs. Um, <clears throat> see back in August, 217,000 users made at least one OpenSea transaction. We saw 281,000 last month. We've seen in October, 173,000 users already make at least one transaction in the month. So we're almost at our August number here and we're only one third of the way through the month. So I absolutely believe we will set our record for monthly active traders this month. Um, you know, I think projects like Mechaverse could actually be driving a lot of this uh, from what we've seen in their Discord and Twitter. The only way possible for them to have this number of followers is that they are bringing in new users who haven't previously really been playing in NFTs. So that very well could be the case. And then we see the total open seat traders over time. This chart is just, if you look up parabolic in the dictionary, this is the, the chart that you'd see. Um, from where we were at in January to now, we have over 525,000 uh, unique users who have made a transaction. Um, so while this is unique wallets, this doesn't mean unique individuals. As Brett and I talked about on the show on Friday, 
most folks, most active traders have several wallets they transact from. So I'd say that the real number of unique individuals trading could very well only be about 50 to 60% of this. Um, I think my, my summary and, and reason for showing all this is certainly we're on an uptrend, but I absolutely think we are still so early. Uh, the primary metric I always tout, you know, from Coinbase, Coinbase has 69 million users and accounts. You know, we're still less than 1% of that and, and guess what nfts trading nfts is way more fun than trading coins um, and i think the public will identify with nfts uh, as they start to learn more and more about them um, ultimately what does this mean i think we're all going to make it w-a-g-m-i that's our show for today i want to thank our friends at ic tools for sponsoring the show if you're looking to get started in nft trading you need the right data at your fingertips. IC Tools is a great place to start. Head over to IC.tools to check out their product and use their free version to see which products are trending. The home for NFT Alpha. To our listeners, thanks for tuning in. Catch our next show on Friday at 11. Till then, stay safe in those NFT streets. Goodbye.